Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it is The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, uh, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by John Deloney, Dr. John Deloney on the ones and twos. And today we are taking calls about your life, your money, your mental health. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And John, today's a big day for you, buddy. Launch day! Launch day! Yeah, building a non-anxious life is out into the wild. So if you did not participate in the... um, are bribing you to pre-order then it's at every store you can imagine target and barnes and noble and amazon everywhere go pick it up it is uh it's pretty rad i'm pretty excited how does that feel john are you just like busting out of your skin right now can i slap you just to see if you're awake i mean you slap me all the time so you can do that again if you want um no it's actually like a real uh it's the next few weeks will be a lot of nerves because it's out there yeah and I can I can you know play the music and beat the drum roll out, mm-hmm. but the proof is in the pudding. If somebody sits down and dedicates some time to it, which they can never get back, yeah, that's the so it's it's when people start saying, "All right, I need to have a hard conversation with my husband," or mm-hmm. "I got to figure out how to reimagine my life with my kids." That's when it starts. You go, "Okay, it hit." So, it hit. It hit. Yeah. Now oh. the, the nerves start big time today. There's no way this is not going to hit, John. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. I. Anybody who has not yet picked up this book, I am telling you, please go pick it up. Building a Non-Anxious Life by John Deloney. Today is the Dizzy. It's out. It's out. I'm so excited. I hope that Andrea in Nashville, Tennessee, is equally as excited about this book coming out. Andrea from Nashville, what's going on, girl? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. We're doing good. You're welcome. What's up? Um, yes, yeah, so um, I have a question. Our mortgage is more than that 25% take-home, um, 25% within the take-home pay that you recommend. Uh-huh. And so my question is, um, my husband started a business a couple of years ago, and his income has doubled each year, um, so that's great. Um, so I'm wondering if you think we should go ahead and get that mortgage, sell and get a mortgage within that 25% number, or if you think that we should just hold off? Well, what percentage is it? It's more like 35%. Ooh. So, yeah, at at the current rate, and this is before his income, like what he's making right now, it's 35%. Yes, the, correct. How quickly, how quickly do you think with his income con- continuing to go up, how quickly do you think you could get to a place where it's 30, at least 30, 29? Like how quickly do you think that you can make that transition? I mean, I think within the next year, he'll be at a point where it's like probably in that 28, 29 range. Okay. And then I feel like it will continue to grow. Um, it's just kind of tight on us at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. We love where we live, though. We live in a gated neighborhood that we feel really safe with our kids. Do you work? So, I do. I do. Um, So, I make make about 120, mm -hmm. um, and he makes about currently 75. And do you have room to grow as well? Yes. Yes, I have room for um, promotion. You know, if I'm you, I'm probably gonna, I'm, I'm going to stay put, and but I am going to put a cap on this because you don't want to live strapped like this for, you know, two and three years. So I'd probably put a cap and say, hey, 
in mm-hmm. in a year and a half, in two years, if we are still like if we haven't seen the needle move and if we haven't seen it move significantly, then we need to think about getting out of this because right now you probably don't have a lot of margin to do the things that we would teach. You know, are you able to invest 15 percent? So my company offers a 401k match. So I am contributing up to the match, which is um, which is a total of 12 percent. Okay. And then what about your husband? um, He is currently not at the moment as he works to grow the business. Yeah, I love the 12. I love the match that you have. It's excellent. Um, We always treat that as just icing on the cake. We want folks to get in the habit of using their own money to invest 15% because God forbid something happens. Maybe you switch jobs. Maybe you go somewhere where the perks, you know, aren't as good. We want to make sure that you're building that muscle. If 15% of my income always goes to retirement. So for that reason, also the reason of, you know, right now you guys are strapped with this mortgage. I would put a time frame on this. Um, and you can talk with your husband no more than two years. I wouldn't stay in this situation for any more than two years because I think that it has the ability to play out in a lot of different ways, even in your relationship, right? John, when you live in your home and it's taking up so much of your take-home pay, that's not, I mean, it just creates frustration. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, can I ask a personal question? Yes. You're. I mean, you're calling for a reason and you went looking for this plan and these ideas is there that that I, I it's just that underlying tension about money in the home is that exist there or is this just you guys everything's fine and wonderful but you're just trying to play by a different set of rules now well yes there's definitely a little bit of tension okay. uh, you know i would love to have extra wiggle room in the budget there and, you go. and it's been a little stressful with him starting the business for yes. sure so you know, i'm super proud of what he's done but it has put a financial you know, uncertainty and strain a little bit on our relationship. Absolutely. And so what we, what we, people fight us over the math of it all. What's a big deal to me is that a husband and wife team don't wake up in five years and this is just the way their life is mm-hmm. because I've seen it over and over. I've lived in this world over and over you can only take so much. Your physical body can only take so much of that tension before you start finding ways to take the edge off that tension. And it might be another drink. It might be a distraction. It might be just scrolling the day away. It might be someone at your office that laughs at your jokes and he makes you feel special and suddenly you're responding to texts and flipping your phone over. It just slowly, slowly starts happening that way when there's this constant burn in the house underneath everything. And again, your husband sounds like he y'all agreed on this. He jumped with both feet. He's working his butt off. He's got this business up to 75 grand and he's got potential to grow up more. That doesn't mean anybody's doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think what um, Jade said is so critical. Man, going out for a long run feels so good and training for something is good. But if you don't have a finish line, all of a sudden your body, at some point your body just says, I quit. That's right. right? If you just start running and running and running. So I love the idea of y'all sitting down saying, we're, we're, we want to have more peace in our home. If you come to him and say, hey, you got to get right in two years or um, so we can get this under 25% or you're going to have to quit. Well, now he's got to fight you because you just started a fight. If you sit down and say, I'm willing to have an anxious, stressy home for a couple more years because I see your vision and I see what we're building together. Um, but in two years, we're going to have a hard conversation about, is this sustainable for the life we want for our kids? And it might mean we're going to move. We're going to keep the business. It might mean 50 different things. 
But let's put a finish line to sit down and say, have we crossed that line yet? Are we there? Are we safe? Do we feel good as a couple? Or do we need to make some hard choices about what comes next? I love that. That's a that's a really great question that you asked, Andrea. And I'm really glad that you were thinking ahead. Um, very, very good stuff. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health care costs. And it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. What's up, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw, one of your hosts for the day, joined by Dr. John Deloney, who has a new book coming out today, Building a Non-Anxious Life. Make sure you pick it up. We would so appreciate that. I know John would. Um, And one other thing, if you listen to the show, if you enjoy The Ramsey Show, if it's done anything for you, uh, we would sure love it if you would like the show on whatever platform you're looking, you know, listening to, you know, there's a little heart button. You can like it or love it. Uh, You can subscribe on YouTube. You can smash that subscribe button, right? Uh, You can share it with your friends, um, whether that's via text, however you like to share it. That does so much, um, not only for the folks in your community, because you're sharing something that's very valuable, but it also helps us as a a network. Um, More and more people get to listen to the show and see it uh, pop up as a suggestion for them. And that is really, really important. It's totally free, John. I I mean, do you share like when you when you like something, do you hit the like button? Do you leave a comment? Do you share it? I'm not a big commenter, um, but when I listen to a podcast and it, I think, oh, man, my buddy needs to hear this or this is a good one for my wife to hear. Yeah. I'll forward it to him. And um, that way we can have a, a, a joint yeah. conversation about the same the same podcast so we yeah. can listen to it which is awesome i love that or i'll if i know people are going to be in the car with me i'll have it on to where it's kind of quiet and then they'll be like hey what is that i'm like yeah. oh that that is the ramsey show that's what my brother did that's how i found out about dave ramsey on the ramsey shows he had it playing in the car and uh shared it with me and that was his median of sharing it so yeah like subscribe share it um we surely do appreciate that and with that let's go to the phone lines we've got kate in Albany, New York. What's going on in your world, Kate? Hi there. Um, so I I have a bit of debt, um, and I'm kind of new to listening to the Ramsey show, and I'm so glad that I found it. Um, hey, welcome because, to the gang. You know, I, welcome to the gang. Thanks. I know, that's right. <laughs> hey, we're a weird crew, and so <laughs> we welcome everybody. We're glad you're here. When you say weird, John, okay. are you just talking about... No, you. all of it. All of it. <laughs> Very weird. But we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. What's up? Thank you. So um, my husband and I had a bit of debt. Um, I would say he knows probably about three quarters of it, um, but he probably doesn't know the amount of some of it. Um, mm-hmm. And having listened to the show, I know that I need to tell him, um, but I definitely need to get like a game plan in place. Um you know, from now through to retirement, he and I are both state workers in New York. Um, and that's like another question mark too, as far as like, do we hold out for that state retirement and stuff, but we need to take care of what is in front of us first for sure. Okay. Uh, Big, big question here. It sounds like you have some hesitation to even bring this up to him. 
Am I am I reading into that bit. wrong? <laughs> a little bit, just because um, you know we've we've been together for fourteen years, um, and we are really good. Um, you know, he's he's known about some of the debt before. We've you know kind of taken care of it together. Um, Why do you feel I just, like? I don't think that. Sorry, you keep saying he's known about the yeah. debt. Um, is it yeah. debt that you're incruing, or is it debt that you're both incruing, and he's just kind of mindless it, about it? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so it's debt that I'm kind of incurring. So and it's kind of twofold. Um, one of them is it's credit card debt. Um, and does he know? Okay, okay. Does he know about the credit card debt? Does he know how bad it is? He, he knows not totally. <laughs> okay, Here, I, I'm just gonna be super honest with you. Okay. Um, yeah. What I heard in your voice when you started talking, my mind immediately went to, if you are having an affair, have you told him the truth about everything? And just a few minutes later, you say, no, I haven't told him everything. So this conversation has been very much about him, about him, about him, about him. I think this conversation is very much about y'all and very much about you And it sounds like you're tired of not being fully honest inside your own home with the man you said I do with. Is that right? Yeah, I would say that that's accurate. Okay. Yep. Um, what yep. else are you not telling him? Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of the main thing is the credit card debt. How much um, is it? You know, it's probably hovering around 15 right now. Okay. Is he going to be stunned? Is he going to be all angry? What's his response going to be? I think he'll be. I think he'll be shocked. Okay. I think he'll be shocked. I mean, we have good jobs. Like you know, I, I think. Hey, I don't care about that. This is this is about you've been keeping <laughs> secrets, and there's a yeah. tension, and he's felt that tension. And here's my promise: he has thought in his own weird New York guy way that that tension was somehow his fault, and he's probably been trying to mm-hmm. fix it for a long time in his weird way. Well, there might be another side mm-hmm. to that, John. You think? Here's. Here's where Jade's brain goes, okay. and and only Kate is going to know really where it falls. But I'm I'm interested to what sorts of things are being purchased because here's the thing: when I walk in with a Target bag, my husband's like, "What'd you get?" Oh. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got this thing, or I got this lamp, or if I walk in yep. with a big shopping bag from Zara, he's like, "Oh, what'd you get?" Uh, so are you hiding and stuff so from him? Or there's is he just part of me obtuse. that's wondering: is he not? Pay attention. Yeah. No, he sees it. He sees it coming in. He does for sure. Um, we have yeah. two kids, so I do buy stuff for the kids. Um, you know, I. I so he's seen the house fill up with age. things. He's seen the house fill up with things, and he's also not yeah. asking questions. So there's there is yeah. something going on end. here, John. It's a both end, yeah. So yeah. I, when you talk about a game plan, the only game plan yeah. game plan I've seen work long term is you to a. Change the environment. You got to get him out of your house mm-hmm. and you'll have to go somewhere and have this conversation because it's going to be a hard one. And mm-hmm. you have to say, I haven't been honest with you. I haven't cheated on you. I'd get that out there quick unless you have. <laughs> right. um, no, no. God, but no. I haven't been honest with no. you and I want to come clean and I want us to get on the same page and start getting safe with our money. Mm-hmm. Here's the truth. And that's I good. think that's the way to start. And I think ask him, I'm going to ask you to stay with me on this. I know it's going to be a shock. I know you're going to get upset and you're right to get upset. I've hidden it from you. Or maybe like Jade said, maybe he hasn't been a safe place to just come home and say, hey, we the kids need some stuff. Yeah. And um, so yeah. there's gonna, there, maybe there's two sides to all this, but somebody has to be courageous off site and go, here's the truth. We got to build something new. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, when I tell you that, mm-hmm. what is your body's instant response? Like, no way. Or that sounds amazing to have that out I, in the honestly, open. Honestly, it's like a bit, my body's instant response is relief. Okay. Um, perfect. perfect. That's awesome. Then yeah. I, I want you to set that up this weekend. Um, and Jade can walk you through the actual finances. It feels like a million dollars. I don't think you have as much debt as you think you do. I think you have... Um, oh, it feels like a million dollars. I know it does, <laughs> but I think it's the weight of the lack of integrity in your home. That's what's weighing on you yeah. more than that dollar amount. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. just the 15000 or is there other debt laying around as well? There's other. So yeah, what else do you yeah. have? So having watched the show, <laughs> having watched the show, I know what's out there. So um, so there's about fifteen in um, credit card debt. Uh-huh. There's student loans that are about thirty. Okay. Um, there are two other unsecured loans that are about thirty. Okay. There is our cars, which call it fifty. Okay. Between the two of them. Can you break those two down um, separately for me? Car one and car two. Yeah. So mine, my, mine is about twenty one, and his is about thirty. Okay. Um. Is that it, or is there there's more? Uh, we have a home equity loan. That we haven't spent all of yet, um, but that when it's done, it'll be about forty, and then our mortgage. How much is the mortgage? So our mortgage, we we have a lot of sweat equity into our house. Um, so we owe about two twenty, two fifty, uh, two twenty. Okay. Uh, and if we were to sell it right now, I would think we could get at least five hundred for it. The reason I was asking about that line of credit um, or a loan that you have through the house is if it was more than mm-hmm. half, I would save it for later. But since it's pretty low, I'd add it in with your debt snowball, um, which is what yep. you're going to do to attack this debt. Now, I'm looking at these vehicles. If I'm you, do you do you, offhand, do you know what they're worth? Mine, I'm upside down in. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I carried some negative equity from the previous vehicle. thought that I was going to get out from under it with getting something else. And yeah. I have not yet. Yeah, um, if I'm you, if I'm you, I'm looking at his vehicle. I'm going to try to get out of it. I'm going to try to get out of yours. Even if you're upside down, if you're upside down five or six thousand, I'm still probably going to take the hit and do that. You guys have got a lot to work through. John is right. It's about getting out of debt and it's about holding each other accountable uh, going forward. You're not going to get out of this until you guys agree. We're both in this. This debt is both of our issue and we've got to change our behavior and hold each other accountable to whatever plan you guys decide to put in action. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. And one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life. Anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. 
What's going on? You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw, joined by the man, the legend, Dr. John Deloney, with a new book coming out Launch today. Day. Launch <laughs> day. <laughs> it's here, man. Tell the folks about it, John. Building a non-anxious life. If uh, we couldn't bribe you to buy it on presale, it's now in every store you can imagine, and you can find it at Target, at Barnes & Noble, at Books A Million, at on Amazon, wherever you buy books. You can go to johndeloney.com, ramseysolutions.com. No more excuses. And if you're sick and tired of that burnout, that always stress, there's always electricity in your house. When you walk in to your home, the one place on planet Earth where you should be able to drop your shoulders and your bag and laugh, drop your bag, drop your shoulders and say, ah, welcome home. But instead, your body tenses up. This book's for you. Go get it, go get it, go get it. It's 20 bucks and, and probably cheaper in other locations, but go pick it up and change your, change your family, man. So, okay, this is just for me. I read your previous book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, um, I've started this book, but I'm not all the way through it yet. How, if you read that first book, how is this one totally different? Uh, basically, that first book is a, a, it's almost a reverse engineering. It's a way mm-hmm. to look back and say, oh, this is why all of this is happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of, in Own Your Past, there's a, um, there's a path there, but it's more esoteric. It's more... Start considering some things. Yes. This book is a roadmap. Step by step. It is a blueprint. So as in West Texas, the the, the farmer may say, you're going to head over yonder. Mm-hmm. That was on your past. This is waves on your phone. It's going to get you exactly where you need to go. Oh, I love that explanation. Love that. It's almost like baby steps. Right. This, this is the baby steps for a non-anxious life. Love that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, John, I'm excited for you. I know it's going to go bananas because that's just the kind of guy you are. So very, very good. Well done. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Because I'm bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm, I'm just saying you're very good at what you do is all I'm saying. The people know that, though. If you've ever listened to the Dr. John Deloney show, you already know that John comes with the heat. He definitely knows his business. So without further ado, we will go to the phone lines. Uh, we've got Carlton in Detroit, Michigan. What's going on, Carlton? Hey, Jay and John, how y'all doing today? We're partying. Excellent. We're partying. That's right. What's up, man? Detroit Rock City. That's amazing. I know, I know, I know. We got the Lions. Is everything going crazy? Going good right now. Hey, you know what? But, you know right. what? I'm just gonna give you that. What's up? Y'all need a win. Yeah. Y'all need a win. I'm gonna give you the we Lions. Need, we need. We need everyone, and we should be undefeated. Hey, we're not gonna get there. We're not. We're you not are, gonna go there. Yes, yeah, so it's I'm all right. It, we all know it should have happened. So we're gonna give you that one. Congratulations, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> I'm curious. Right. Um, I got a question. So um, I, I got a, I only have one loan. Uh, well, one uh, debt and okay. that's my car. I owe about just under uh, 8,000, like $7,800. Okay. And so I have about 4,000 in my checking and then I have another just under like, th- like three ish, in my Robinhood account, in my investments, in and I'm single stocks, yeah, in single stocks, some some kind of um, mutual funds, but mm-hmm. but um, I was wondering, should I pretty much go zero and pay this car loan off? It's my only one, and I live at home at the moment, and I you know eventually want to move out and stuff, but I want to pay this car off first. And coincidentally, I I am like a car salesman now, so that was oh, kind of wow. like. Uh, yeah, uh, I deal with this every day. So I just, I want to get mine done. For sure. But, yeah. Carlton, how yeah. old are you? 24. 24. 
All right. I, yeah. I love the way you're thinking. I'm right with you. I'd be wanting to get out of this house and I'd be wanting to set myself up to make that happen so that when you make that transition, you're in a good position. It's stress-free. Um, so what yeah. I would do is I would keep a thousand dollars aside um, just as a, you know, starter emergency fund, just a little cushion. And I would, I take okay. the other 6,000 and I'd put it towards the car and pay the other 2000 off super fast, you know, cash flow it from your paycheck. Uh, how much are you mm -hmm. making from your paychecks, by the way, each month? So uh, I just kind of started this job. So I just started working pretty much for Honda uh -huh. in, in April. And I just got pretty much, let's say I just got the hang of it just about a month ago. I okay. just had a really decent month and I'm starting off really nice as well. So like it's, it's going good. I'm expected to make, you know, by next year, at least about 80 to 80,000 or maybe. Well, what was your decent hopefully. month? What was your decent month last month? My decent month last month was about. $5, okay, good, good. So you're getting yeah, off. You're, you're, hey, that's not with interest rates the way they have been. There's a lot of parked cars in those lots, and so that's that means you are are hustling, which is awesome. Yeah, that's good. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, the five thousand a month. You're living at home. This month, you'll be able to pay off the car because you don't need five thousand dollars a month when you don't have rent and you don't have debt, right? So I think that you'll right. be able to pay off this car. Tell me, tell me a reason I might be wrong, but am I wrong? It's just no, you, you, you're not wrong. It's just, I was wondering like, yes, yeah, should I almost, if I, if I am making like, if I am with to make a little more money, should I hold off on, can I save my Robinhood account pretty much? I wouldn't and, because, and, nope. I wouldn't because that's not the way you should be. That's not the way I would advise you or that I myself would invest to begin with. Cause you're just nickeling yeah. and diming over there. You're doing single stocks. What I really would want you to do is open up a Roth IRA you know, I'm guessing. Do you have any benefits through Honda yet? Uh, well, I do. I, I need to look into that a little bit more. But yes, I do. Okay. I, well, I if they have a 401k, have yeah. if they have a 401k, eventually, you know, we might look at investing there. But the first, yeah. first things first. And what I what I laid out for you, Carlton, is our framework. But let me kind of put labels on it so you understand what it is. It's a, it's a series of seven baby steps that are ultimately going to get you not only to debt freedom, but like financial peace, right? And wealth building. Mm -hmm. So the first baby step, you get $1,000 saved. That's why I told you to set $1,000 aside. The second baby step mm -hmm. is you pay off all of your debt except your mortgage. So that's what we're doing by clearing out your savings, clearing out your Robinhood account. And then after that, mm -hmm. what you do is you build three to six months of expenses. In your case, you're a car salesman. It's just you. You're thinking about moving out. I would build six months of what you project will be your basic expenses. So go start okay. doing the research and say, okay, if I get an apartment, here's what the rent will be. And here's what I would need, you know, for groceries, basic groceries. Here's what I need for basic gas. Here's what my utilities are, you know, and get that baseline of what you would need for six months of expenses. And after you pay off this car, that's what comes next. And then once you've done okay. that, you can start going, okay, now what's it going to take to move out? I'm probably going to need first and last month's rent, right? I'm probably mm -hmm. going to need, yeah. I'm going to have to get me a little U-Haul or, you know, ask Uncle Boo Boo if I can borrow his truck, right? We figure out what that is. Um, what's it going to cost? Do I have to buy him a pizza? Do I have to throw, you know, Venmo him $75? Get all that yeah. listed out to find out what it's going to cost. And so we're just walking down the line. You finally move out. Everything's good and settled. Now you're on baby step four. You've been at your job for several months and now you're going in there and you're saying, hey, I think I heard you say I have a 401k. I want to start investing 15% of my paycheck into my 401k. And that's how this works. And you're going to okay. look up in January of next year, 
you're going to be what yeah. is known as a responsible, financially literate adult. And you're going to be like, man, I'm killing the game. That's the plan. That's the plan. I've been listening to you guys since 2020. So All right, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I've been, it's been on and off, but yeah. Carlton, well, it's on now. I want you to get a Sharpie. And I would tell you to write this on your forearm, but you're probably going to wear, well, maybe you're going to wear long sleeves for the next few months because I want you to absorb this, okay? You're yeah. going to get a ton of what I call bro wisdom. It's going to come from Instagram, from TikTok. You're going to have people at the car lot when y'all just standing around waiting for customers like, you're not, you don't got to rob, you're crazy. You could be making. Here's what I want you to stamp into your soul. You're solving for freedom. Nobody is going to tell Carlton what to do. Nobody. Carlton will be owed by no one. Not a car dealership, not a mortgage company, not a student loan company. And when you get married, when you start having a family, Carlton will always be the director of Carlton's life. And so I, John, me and my family, me and my wife, we're more than willing to concede a couple of potential maybe percentage points in a Robinhood account versus a savings account, long-term savings account, because we sleep at night. Because I don't want nobody telling me what to do with my life. So we're going to solve for freedom. Jay just gave you the path. Hang on the line. We're going to send you FPU as our gift. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. I am joined by Dr. John Deloney. And uh, you can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be happy to take your call and give us, look, we'll do our best to advise you in the right direction. Uh, thanks for trusting us with your issues, by the way. I think it's something that you guys call in here and ask about your life, your money, and your mental health. And they trust us, of all people, John, to, to give them a little guidance in the right direction. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I first started my show, I didn't know anything about radio or any of this stuff. Uh-huh. And... Um, James was the uh, producer there. Bang up Jotty Jobby was doing too, by the way. Um, but <laughs> I remember the first few times people call, yeah. and I would say, why, why are you calling me? And every person answered the same. Uh, hey, man, I got nobody. Yeah. And so at first I was kind of taken aback. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, we've created a very lonely world. Yeah. And um, people who just keep showing up on the radio with the same voices and the same consistent message and the same care and the same love and the same willingness to call bullcrap when we see it, that's the most trusted resource people have these days. And that's a it's an indictment on our culture, but it's also, man, I'm happy that we're here. Look, look you got the letters to prove it, though. Yeah. I mean, you got the stuff to back it up. Let's be honest about that. Well, I mean, it, you can you can back it up with letters. You can also back it up with experiences. You can, yeah. you can I mean, there's something look, about walking all I it, have too. Is experience. That's all I have is experience. If they had letters after, 
like my financial experience, it would not be, <laughs> it would be like B-O-Z-O. Like I, I clowned finances <laughs> starting and now, you know, I understand it, you know, I, awesome. when you come out of it. So thank you guys for trusting us. And by the way, um, if you are new to the Ramsey show, uh, there's several co-hosts. You're going to see a lot of people, you know, move through these chairs. We got George Camel and uh, Ken Coleman Rachel Cruz, obviously Dave, myself, John, we're always switching through here and we all have different expertises in different areas. And you're going to hear us talk about all sorts of lingo, you know, baby steps. John's got the things that he talks about. Uh, we all speak kind of a, a Ramsey ease around here. And if you're not sure what that is, we want you to hop over uh, to RamseySolutions.com and you can click the get started button. And when you go over there, we're really just going to give you your best next step. We're going to walk you through and say, hey, when we, we're going to look at your situation and tell you exactly what your next step is. And you'll kind of learn the lingo, baby steps and gazelle intents. And what do we mean, you know, when we're talking about uh, mortgages and all these different things. So if you're looking for that, head over to RamseySolutions.com, click the get started button. We're glad that you're hanging here with us and uh the other day myself and ken coleman who is our career coach he's really into getting people into work that matters we were in washington dc john yeah i saw that i was we were just talking off break last week for you was nashville to new york city back to nashville back to what i mean over to washington dc and then you're back like day after day you've had it man dude yeah it's good though shout out sam for keeping the fort down man look <laughs> sam was keeping the fort down with these two little kids these three at three and five years old they they had three square meals that's right they you did. know they had sunlight they, they did survived. good that's right but yeah uh it, I mean, it was pretty rad to see you and ken out there and it was it made such an impact we were talking about it off the show it wasn't yeah. just a bit for us this is this was important for it, everybody it, well yeah you know we've been in a a student loan pause since 2020 so three years, people have gotten used to having extra money in their pocket, having extra money in their budget, which it's a good thing because inflation has been crazy. Interest rates have gone crazy. Like it's so expensive to live, you know, in America as an adult right now. And so everybody got used to this extra money. And now uh, officially payments started back with student loans on October 1st. And so we really wanted to be in the place where it all went down. Uh, on October 1st and really just get on the ground and see what people are saying. And it was such a good, it was so good. Yesterday we went live on the show. And so if you haven't seen it, go back on YouTube and watch that episode. Uh, Ken interviewed a congressman here from the state of Tennessee live. Um, and we just gave our input on what we talked to, what we saw with folks. And uh, we did a lot of man on the street interviews. And I know that James and the gurus back there are going to drip out that information as the time comes but it was really cool you know i found john something that we heard yesterday that was so interesting is in this whole debate about forgiveness right it's like america so much wants things to be divided and you're either for it or you're against it and it, you know that kind of thing but so many people that we talked to and by the way they had no idea when we stopped people on the streets they had no idea that we were from ramsey solutions you know a money show they had no idea we just said hey we love your opinion on what you think about student loans and so many people said you know this idea of forgiveness yeah it would it would have been cool like it, it's always nice the idea of santa claus coming and you know dropping a present off in this case you know forgiveness of loans but everyone agreed that although that would be nice it was kind of like a like selfishly i would love this but i know it's not good for the american people it's not good for the economy it's not good it's not a good precedent to set going forward that this is what we do is people get into trouble and we just forgive their debt. And by the way, it's not everybody. It's just these 
small group of people that we chose at this moment, everybody agreed that, yeah, that's probably not the answer. There's something better. So there's this psychological construct. It's an idea. And I just, it just left my head. I think it's called the Abilene paradox. Um, it's somewhere around there, but it's this notion that when you get a group of people together, often the whole group will end up making a decision that nobody in the group wants because everyone in the group thinks everyone else is in for it. <laughs> and so you find out throughout history, people go along with insane leaders, right? Uh, because they think, well, I don't want to, you don't want to be this the leader's one out. nuts, mm -hmm. but everyone keeps saying they're great. So I, I'm, I don't want to go along. And everybody starts going along with it. And I think similarly, when somebody gets up and goes, I'm going to make all this go away. Yes. Everybody knows eh, we're going to have to pay that off somehow. Mm -hmm. And I even borrowed money, but I don't think that's fair, but, yeah. I don't want to be the one. And yeah. so suddenly the whole herd heads in one direction and no one in that herd thinks it's the right direction mm -hmm. and everybody flies off a cliff. Ooh. And there was something important about this notion that if, um, from the great Nassim Taleb says, if you see fraud and you don't say fraud, if you don't yell out fraud, you're a fraud. Oh, and you're, so you're complicit, yeah. You have to be a part of saying, this is nuts. And when you got back and um, we were talking earlier before the show, that's, it actually makes me feel good. Me too. That people, the American public isn't dumb. No. Would it be nice? Of course it would be. But we have to start speaking up. Yeah, there's still that, um, there's still that, that true north there where people go, yeah, but, and they circle back around, but is it right? Is it fair? No, it's not. And everybody was able to um, voice that. But something else, uh, John, that came out of that, which, Look, we've still got work to do here at Ramsey because a lot of the folks I talked to, I said, so do you think it's possible? There are two possibilities I asked. Do you think it's possible to go to debt, to go to college without debt? And do you think it's possible if you have gotten into debt, do you really think it's possible to pay it off? And that part, I was a little sad at what people, I mean, the, the responses I got were pretty incredulous. It was like, oh, pay off? The, like, I've never even thought about paying it off. Like, well, I mean, it's gonna take 20 years. You know, it was really this thought that, if you have student loan debt, it's going to take 20, 25 years to pay off, if that, if you ever get out. And, uh, you know, on the show, the point is opening people's minds to the possibility that you can actually do hard things. Like, it's not normal in culture to just go out there and say, eh, I've got $100,000 of debt, I'm going to just pay it off. I'm going to do the work for two and a half years and pay it off. That's not normal. And so it was interesting talking to especially you know, young cats, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And that had never even entered their brain, which so, means their parents aren't talking like that. So what we're doing here is big work. Yeah. It's total paradigm shift, total mental shift and letting people see that. So there's another psychological construct. Um, the idea is learned helplessness. And there's some old studies that they did with, with dogs and, and I think ended up into some other animals too, but they would shock the animal and of course they can't do these experiments today, but mm -hmm. they would shock the animal and there was no way for the animal to get out. And eventually the animal accepts their fate Ooh. and they just, whew, there's a, there's a visible collapse. Well, then they would move them to somewhere else where, where there wasn't a shock. Mm -hmm. The animal wouldn't move. It wow. just accepted this is the way things are. And I think that's why it's, this show is important and other voices yeah. out there are important because we have to give people their power back. They've just gone, come to accept this is just the way this is. And it's not. That's right. It and, doesn't have to be. And we talked about this before, John, but you guys listening, you can do your part by changing the conversation 
around you. When you talk about the fact that you paid off debt, when you talk about the fact that you're sticking to a budget, when you talk about the fact that in two years you're going to be debt free, it changes the conversation in the air and it opens people's minds up to what's possible. Keep talking, America. They're listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, uh, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am here, Jade Warshaw joined next to Dr. John Deloney, and I hold in my hand a copy of your new book, John. (laughs) Release day! Release day! Uh, Building a Non-Anxious Life. And I must say, the cover... It's quite flattering. Guy's pretty handsome. Dr. Not gonna John. lie. Not gonna lie. Who is that? Dave uh, requires that we have our faces on our books, and um, those those uh, digital editors back there can do a number on a, on an ugly on an ugly face and an Stop. ugly picture. Man, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> no, dude, this looks great. You just look directly at it. It's wonderful. Um, building a non anxious life. You had all this pre sale hoopla, but today all that's over, it's and today is D Day. That's it. And now you just hang on and um, hope it connects like you like you like you hoped it would. Oh, it will. I have no I have no worries about that, John. It's awesome. Man. Uh, your writing is spectacular, and I'm excited about it. Uh, happy to know you, if I'm honest. About I'm happy that. to know you and Sam too, man. Ah, <sighs> well, let's take some calls. The number is triple eight eight two five five two two five. We'll go directly to the phone lines. We got Christy in Sarasota, Florida. What's going on, Christy? I'm so excited to talk to you guys. We're excited um, to talk to you. I just have to say, <laughs> I just have to say, you guys are my favorite duo. Don't tell anybody. Right? We're going to tell everyone, especially Kim. <laughs> I'm so no, excited, and, and I just can't hide it. Awesome. All right, so go for it. What's up? So, okay, I'm wondering if I should, which I think I know the answer, but I'm wondering if I should go into debt to prioritize my health. So I'm not dying. I just got a diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that has the potential to affect my fertility. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have kids yet. I'm just trying to be proactive so that once I do try to have kids, I don't have any issues when I knew there was a problem I could have prevented. So the um, treatment that I want to do is $3,900 paid in full. And I checked before. I was like, I see you use a firm. Is there interest? And they were like, no, but it's a $600 payment that you have to make to qualify for zero interest. Um, And so I have only $17,800 in debt, student loan debt. That's it. Um, And then, of course, our house. We did the whole thing. We sold the cars. We sold the guns. We had a garage sale. Like my husband and I went really, really hard Uh um, to get some of that taken care of. Um, And so we're committed. And I'm. I ask myself all the time because I don't get to call you guys every day. What would, what would the, the Ramsey personality say to me? Yeah. And uh, my thought is that, okay, I'm not dying. Prioritize your health in the ways that you can. And kids are, kids are important to you. Like, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, look, okay. So you've got the 17, you got almost $18,000 in student loan debt. Do you have other debt mm-hmm. laying around? No. Okay. What do you guys earn? What's your combined income? So our combined income, we do we do own a house and we only have a thousand dollar emergency fund. That was a mistake, but whatever. Um, well, you're walking through the baby we, steps, so I get it. Okay. Right. We earn. So I earn forty seven. My husband earns sixty eight. So 
Next, okay. we take home. We take home about like seven thousand a month, which is awesome. Okay. And then we have two eighteen-year-old um, girls that we're kind of mentoring and helping, um, living with us. So um, Elizabeth, who has kind of like become like almost like a surrogate daughter, uh, mm-hmm. is paying four hundred, and then the other Elizabeth is paying nine hundred a month. So they so, pay I you four hundred nine hundred. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we're taking home almost uh, eighty-three hundred a month. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so here's what I would do simply, and you tell me, I'm going to tell you what I think the solution is, and you tell me why you think it won't work or why you think it will work. Okay. Um, I would pause the debt snowball, and I would okay. save up for this procedure, and right. I'd pay cash for it. Right now? Yeah. Today, this okay. month. Okay. Because this is not just about kids. This is a complicated thing, and you know, I'm sure you went down the Google rabbit hole. No, I didn't. You did it? Good for <laughs> I, you. Wow. I mean, I did some research. I was like, okay, because when I got the diagnosis, I was like, are they sure? Like, I was like, did they yeah. get, because I had no symptoms. I was so confused. I don't have um, painful cycles. Like, I, I'm a very healthy person. Uh-huh. And so I was like, really? Um, and so I did some research, and then I just went to my doctor, and I was like, what the heck's going on? She kind of shut me down. And that's why I, why I want to go like the naturopathic route. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't feel respected. <laughs> well, I, I would I would get a second medical opinion before I did that. Okay. okay. So I'm, t- I'm talking okay. to you like I would talk to my sister. You do whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, if yeah. you're my sister and you called me and said, hey, my doctor won't listen to me. Shut me down. Mm-hmm. I would say, cool. They've cashed out. Um, not that your doctor isn't right and you're wrong. I think we have a culture now that goes to YouTube first and then challenges somebody with, with a medical degree and we're like you're st-, like mm-hmm. I, I have buddies that are physicians and they're dealing with this all the time but i also know right. there is a shutdown you're stupid and i'm not and i'm not having that yeah. either right so i would make an appointment and get a second opinion okay. um this is a a procedure that often when they go looking it might not be nearly as bad as the um as the um mri's would suggest, or it can be infinitely more complicated. And so okay. I think saving up for that procedure, like Jade said, just pause the baby. This is your health. And this mm-hmm. is kids is one part of this, but this is systemic, man. And you, this is about you being healthy in a bunch of, bunch of ways, mm-hmm. not just having kids one day. So I'd go right. get that checked out. How does this, how well, does this hit you? you I'd, sorry. How does it, how's what John and I saying, is it hitting right? Do you feel like, yes? Yeah. So it's not, it's not a procedure. It's just, it's me, it's really hormone testing and then deciding how I'm going to be eating differently based on that hormone testing. I would do a lot of research before you go down that road. Okay. And I am, dude, I, (laughs) I have sat in arguments with my medical doctor researcher buddies and we've gone round and round and round and round and there is a lot and it pains me to say this because this was my entire identity. There's a lot of snake mm-hmm. oil out there. There's a lot of right stuff. Okay. And hormone testing is critically important. But okay. um, sometimes a medical doctor is wrong. And sometimes a medical doctor will shut you down because they hear it 5,000 times a day because people Google yeah. too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where a second yeah. opinion is going to be super important. And being honest with your physician and saying, here's what I'm thinking about doing and please don't shut me down, but I'm scared about this other this other path um, and go that route. But $3,900 okay. for some specialized 
essential oil testing is is messy and i know i just made everybody mad sorry james the mean comments are going to come um hormone testing is important yeah it's it's good but man Look, I and, and just for anybody listening, if you want to have a baby, you can pause the baby steps, right. whether it's fertility treatments, whether it's adoption and you've got to save up. It's OK. You don't have to be debt free before you have a family. And I just want to say that loud and clear. Some people, it's their personal choice if they want to hold off on a family and pay off their debt first. But hear me loud and clear. That's personal choice. We are never going to shake our finger at you for pausing paying off debt to have a baby. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. This is The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. He is John Deloney. We're taking your calls all afternoon. Triple eight eight two five five two two five is the number. John, uh, Ken Coleman and I were in D.C. yesterday and two days prior to as well, getting a feel for how everyone was feeling about student loans coming back online. October 1st was uh, D-Day. Uh, Dave was calling it Sunday, Bloody Sunday, which I thought was funny. But uh, the whole idea is student loan payments were restarting with interest. And so we went to see how folks were feeling about that. And um, it's interesting, you know, there's been so many different narratives going around. Well, maybe the government will come, you know, forgive them. Maybe that'll be the way out. Maybe some legislation will be passed and there'll be caps put in place. Uh, maybe they should stop making the loans altogether. And so there's a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of uh, different opinions about this. But Yahoo Finance published an article that said the U.S. government's biggest financial asset, John, is student loan debt. I'm going to say that again. The U.S. government's biggest financial asset is student loan debt. And I mean big time, like over $1.1 trillion. It says the value of federally backed student loans held by the government has risen by more than 1,000% since the last recession and now tops at $1.1 trillion. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can look at this graph here. Student loans make up 45%. 45%. It says, we hear a lot about government debt, but what we don't hear about are government assets. And so we're looking at this and the Federal Reserve's financial account data found that the student loans make up the largest financial asset held by the federal government by a huge margin. So I say all that to say, if we're waiting around for the government to do something in the way of maybe not making loans, maybe forgiving your loans, anything that's going to cause this to not be an asset. I think that we're going to be waiting until the cows come home is basically what I'm saying. Hell's basically going to have to freeze over before that takes place. And then, and I'm saying that because 
here's I, I want to light a fear under people's butt right now. I, a fire and a fear to go, hey, I can't just be willy nilly about this. Like I can't lollygag with my student loans any longer. I've got to come up with a plan to pay them off because. Hold on a second. Before, before we transition to that, I want to make sure everybody knows what you just said. Because you used a fancy finance word called asset, and I may not have known what that was. Yes. What we're saying is, or what what that report is saying is, the U.S. government's emergency fund is your student loan payment. Yeah. The U.S. government, what was it, 40% was... 45%. Put that against, um, throw throw that graph back up there. Yeah. Against how much cash it has. Yeah, this is so to put in to put in perspective, total mortgages, uh-huh. like when you have a mortgage through the federal government, four point six percent. If we have the currency, checkable deposits and currency, eleven point one percent. So cash. Yeah. Other loans and advances. So miscellaneous loans and advances, seven point seven percent. And the government will make loans to other countries uh-huh. to help them out with, you know, food shortages, things like that. Yep. But forty five percent. Taxes. Taxes receivable. 16.4%. Student loans, 45%. Woo! So what we're saying is almost 50% of the business of the U.S. government, the cash that runs the machine that is your roads, that is your FBI, that mm-hmm. is your government, mm-hmm. that pays the salaries of your congressmen and women, mm-hmm. is student loan repayment. Yeah. It will not go away because it's the half of the economic if, engine. If that goes away... Or it's not half the economic engine, it's half the assets. Yeah, that's a mess. That's a mess. That is a scary, scary place to be. So I say that to set the stage for this idea of you're waiting for these to go away, they're not going anywhere. And not only are they not going anywhere, but if you don't pay the piper, you're on the hook for some serious uh, business here. We actually at Ramsey Solutions, we put out articles all the time about uh, topics that are important to you guys. Um, and we recently put out a, a topic that said, what happens if you don't pay your student loans? Because I know I'm getting up in folks' grill right now, but I know there's a lot of you who have just decided, I'm not going to pay it. That's okay. I'm just not going to pay it. And let me tell you why that's a terrible idea. Number one, we just said, because they're going to keep making them. And number two, it says, uh, federal student loans owned by the U.S. Department of Education and federal loan servicers have the power they have the full power of the government behind them to get this money from you. Of course they do. And they're not going to sleep on that because we need the money, as we've just explained. So if you decide that you're not going to pay your loans, let's walk through a couple of the things that can happen to your butt. Number one, if your loans be- your loan will become delinquent immediately after you miss a payment. So if you mess around in October and you're like, you know what, I'm not ready, I'm just not going to pay it, uh, you'll be delinquent. And you can you will be charged a late fee up to 6% of the monthly payment. That's crazy. So add that to the interest, late fees. Terrible. Next thing it says, uh, your loan service will then report your student loan as delinquent. And if that goes on for more than 90 days, of course, they're going to report it to Experian, uh, Equifax, TransUnion. That's your credit report. So now it's going to start to tank your credit score. If you keep letting it go on past that, it goes into default. Um, And this usually happens after uh, about nine months of missed payments. So you're totally in default, okay? And once your loan gets into default, so once you've gone about nine months without paying your loan, here's what will happen. Your entire amount, so let's say you owe $80,000, the entire amount becomes due. That's called loan acceleration, and it's a very real thing. It's a very scary thing. So if you think that you're going to mess around and just willy-nilly like, "Ah, I'm not going to pay it. They they can't make me. 
you're getting into some really serious water here. If that happens at this point, you're in default and it's reported again to the credit agencies. But if, even if you wanted to apply for deferment, forbearance, you can't at that point. You've already proven you can't be trusted. You're no longer eligible for any of the income-driven payment replans, right? Payment repayment plans. So if after you know being delinquent for 90 days, finally decide uh, for nine nine months, you decide, oh, you know, I think I'll do the save plan. No, you can't do it. Or I think I'll jump into one of these IDRs. You can't do it. Okay. You won't be able to apply for any more financial aid, which that's probably the only silver lining here is you can't go further into debt by applying for more student loans if you go this far down the road, which is good. Um, but here's here's the kicker. It's the federal government and uh, they can reach their old Winnie the Pooh paw into your honey jar called your bank account and they can garnish your wages. Uh, they can take your social security. They can take your tax refund. And they many, can take your passport. Many people say, no, they can't. No, they can't. How, how would they get it? Remember when um, I think it was both the Trump administration and the Biden administration wrote checks for COVID mm-hmm. and they magically appeared in our checking accounts, yeah. direct deposit. That means it can come out also. Now, this mm-hmm. is talking about garnishing it from your check, that your check's just going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars lighter. Yeah. But I think there's a step past that, y'all. They have proven in the last few years they have the technology to just put stuff in your account, which means they can just take Take it it out. Yeah. When you wake up and you're like, wait a second, I'm supposed to have $3,000. Why do I only have 200 or zero? And you're looking like Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness. The problem is they just went into your account and they took your money because you owed it and you decided not to pay. And so this can get very seriously very quickly. And I hear I hear uh, naysayers in the background, John. Sometimes I can hear the peanut gallery, you know, throwing peanuts at me even here on the on the air. And I hear somebody going, but Jade, I'm doing the, tw- the 12 month on ramp. I don't have to pay it. I'm doing the 12 month on ramp. And what that is, is in a stroke of genius, Biden has said, hey, for 12 months, if you're not ready to pay, you don't have to pay and we won't report it to the credit card companies. We won't uh, count you as delinquent. And a lot of people are thinking, hip, hip, hooray, that's great. But what will happen is you're still gonna be charged interest. And so your balance is gonna continue to go up. Guys, you can run, but you can't hide. When you sign your your name on the dotted line, you owe the money and there's nobody coming to save you. Not when the student loan industry is making up 45% of US assets. They ain't going anywhere. You're going to have to pay the debt. And we want to help you pay the debt. We're not saying this to get on to you. We want to help you. There is a way out. That's all I got to say. There's a way out. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered 
in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. I'm your host today, joined by your other host today, Dr. John Deloney. Um, I'm here to talk about the money stuff. John is here to talk about the mental health and wellness stuff, but he knows the money stuff too. Let's be honest about that, John. That's right. And if you want to talk about both money and your relationship, our first ever money and marriage getaway. How's that for a uh, roll into a commercial? <laughs> James, does James approve? October 19th through 21st, Money and Marriage Getaway, our first ever marriage retreat. You and your spouse will be equipped with tools to cast a vision for your family, set goals, and create a life you both love. You're going to have undistracted time to disconnect from everyday life, reconnect with your spouse. We're going to be talking about money, intimacy and sex, communication, boundaries, all of it. Mm-hmm. Tickets are 799 bucks for this multi-day event. There's going to be a party. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a blast. If you're out of debt and you got room in the budget, we want to see you. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Just a few tables left. Make it a weekend. Get away and come see us. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'll be there, too. Myself and George Campbell oh, yeah, will be there. You're speaking of that, too. That's going to be fantastic. Speaking is a fluid term, John. I, I'm going to be doing a thing. Oh, a thing. <laughs> You'll have to show up to see what it is. But it's musical. You know it's going to be a good weekend when they're hiding stuff from... Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I can't yeah, wait. It's good. Cool. All right. Let's go to the phone lines, John. We got Molly in Hartford. Connect, I cut. What's going on, Molly? Hey, guys. Excited to be talking to you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Good to hear from you. What can All we right. do to help? Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of organize my thoughts with you guys. Um, my fiance and I um, have been uh, really tuned in to you guys. I started... I don't know, I probably came up, up, up with a um, Instagram video and um, things just really started to click. I've been listening to you guys every day and we're just really on board and excited about getting our debt paid off. So um, I have about $128,000 uh, in student loans. I have a master's degree, clinical social worker. My fiance has about $15,000. Um, it's car, credit card, and personal loans. Um, we have a combined income of uh, one hundred fifty seven, um, $157,000. So I just wanted to get our ducks in a row and start to tackle this because we want to buy a house and mm. that's not happening with all this debt. So um, When are you guys getting yeah. married? We're getting married May of next year. May of next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I missed that last part. Can you say it again? Speak directly into your phone. Yep. Yep, May 2024. Okay, sweet. Um, I'll hop in and tackle the first part. Um, Molly, so I'm telling you this not to put bad vibes out in the air, but only because we, what we do for a living, we hear the other side of the story so, so often, okay? Mm -hmm. Until y'all get married. Oh, yeah. I would have his debt and I would have your debt. Yes. Um, Because you don't want. We're very aligned on that. Good. You You don't want to. Start working on your debt. Something side goes sideways. Heaven forbid it goes sideways, but it goes sideways. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you're in a legal mess. There's not there's not as much legal protection as um, if you get married. There's there's ways to untangle things. As, as awful as that is to think about. 
Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's got a path out, whereas when you break up, it's just a mess. Um, okay, go ahead. So I want to make sure I understood you clearly about the debt. You've got 128000 in student loans. I thought I heard you say your fiance has 15000 in student loans, but then you listed out cars and personal loans as well. Yeah, I don't know if I said that wrong. Sorry. So he no. just has the 15000 and uh-huh. that's car, credit cards, and personal. He okay. does not have any student. I'm the only one with student loans. Okay, so you guys are about like 143000 in debt. And you'll be making 157000 So to John's point, I agree. You're keeping it separate. And the plan is this. Until you both get married, you're both working the baby steps as individuals. And mm-hmm. more than that, yeah, you're doing that. But the conversations that are having that you're having during this time are really going to set you up. Um, those expectations of what you expect, the accountability levels, all of those things are good to start having those conversations now. So you can kind of start to see what each other's identity is as it relates to money. Because you might hear Dave uh, talk about, you know, the nerd and the free spirit and things like that. And there's a lot of that nuance um, when you come into a new relationship. I can tell you when my husband and I got married, I don't, I didn't like a lot of, um, I didn't like anybody telling me how to spend. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't like that. And Mm -hmm. it made me feel trapped or it made me feel like, I don't know, like I was getting in trouble, you know, when somebody says, Hey, you know, make sure you check the account before you spend. So understanding those nuances between each other, having those conversations starting today really is going to help you going in, um, explaining, Hey, if you're going to ask me, if we're going to talk about money, you know, here, here are the tones that trigger me. And here's why, like just talking about that as much as possible um, going in is going to be super helpful, kind of understanding each other's background as it relates to money and why you think about it the way you think about matters so, so much. So I don't know. Have you had conversations like that at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when I started this, I kind of brought it to his attention. Like, hey, I've been listening to this guy, Dave Ramsey, and I just feel like I woke up like and I my head came out of the sand. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I've been, um, you know, with the student loans, not paying anything, but yeah. you can't go back in time. Right. Like it is what it is. Right. Um, I, um, on Friday had an interview for private practice. I'm going to be doing a part-time job, utilizing my degree and making some extra money and all of that is going to get thrown at the loan every month. So uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm yeah. motivated. What do you make? Every, um, what do you make yeah. every month through, as a clinical social worker? So my, um, what is it? It's 60, 67 a year. Golly. Are, are you, fu- yeah, have you finished your licensure yet? I'm not fully licensed. I'm LMSW, okay. so uh, licensed master. Okay. And I have all my hours completed and everything. I just need to take the test. Okay. Um, I lost my mom a year and a half ago mm. to brain cancer. So oh, there's sorry. just been a lot yeah. going on. Um, so trying to just get back into the swing of things. Um, and just, yeah, feeling you guys definitely motivated me and uh, we're excited. I uh, want to jump to my next question. Let, let, me, let, me tell one, let me tell you one thing real quick. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm seeing um, across the country right now, because you're not alone in being a mental health practitioner and graduating with a whole, whole lot of student loans, that if mm-hmm. you look at the actual cost, uh, I mean, the actual ROI on that, it's, it's not great. Um, no. I would consider strongly looking outside your traditional scope of practice. What does that mean? Possibly getting a job as the head of residence life at a um, un- local university, looking at other positions that are going to pay significantly more money 
um, for the skill set of a social worker. I can think of very few jobs outside of precision technical stuff that would not benefit from having the training you went through as a social worker. It would be an amazing mm-hmm. addition to any number of businesses as a project manager, as any number of things. But I want you to consider th- working outside your field, especially while you're paying all this debt off. I don't okay. want you making $67,000 trying to dig out of a $130,000 hole because what's going to happen is in two or three years, you're going to resent your clients mm. and you're going to resent the fact that you got this job, you're going to go to work every day frustrated and be down. And I don't want that for any of y'all in that ecosystem. Okay. So do what you can to get out of this thing as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. Second that notion. Yeah. So you said you had a second question. Yeah. I just, so we've been, like I said, diving in, understanding all this. And I just want to wrap my head around the concept, the no credit card concept and and having credit so my fiance and i we are renting right now but when we think about buying in the future if you're not utilizing the credit card once we're out of debt how do you buy a house without having credit absolutely what does that look like yeah that's such a good question and we get it all the time i mean it's a great question you don't need credit if you're going to do manual underwriting which we have churchill mortgage to help you with that um it's it's a mortgage company that looks at your actual money and how you're managing your actual money. It works a lot like a normal mortgage process. It's just more detailed. And at the end of the day, you're going to actually get a house that you can afford. They're not going to loan you more money than what you can actually handle. So uh, stay on the line and uh, Austin will pick up and give you more information about that. But yeah, America, it turns out you don't need a credit score, not even to buy a house. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. I am your host, uh, but not the only host. Next to me is Dr. John Deloney, and we will be taking your calls. We'll chop it up with you. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Anything you want to talk about, uh, your life, your money. Real quickly, um, we had a call earlier where the lady was talking about, John, uh, credit. And is it really possible to exist in the world without a credit score? Is it really possible um, to buy a home without a credit score? And I kind of wanted to take a moment because I know people have that question. It's like, okay, I'm paying off all my debt. I've said no more to debt. And the reality is when you start walking through baby step two, which is paying off all of your debt except the mortgage. When you start walking through that process, you most likely will start to see your credit score go down. Um, And it goes down before it goes to zero or indeterminable. And as that happens, you do kind of have this moment of, oh, crap, like I'm in it now. And I'm I have to fully commit to this because you see that avalanche happen and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Everything that society told you to work for, like this, you know, 800 credit score and you see it start to go down and and it does do something to you psychologically. And then you go, oh, wait, I don't need it anyway. It doesn't matter at all. 
Yeah, it, I, it was a light bulb moment for me. Dave and I were having a conversation off air one time, and I realized, oh, wait a minute. Dave, if you just gave me a million dollars in cash, that would not affect my credit score. Has no. nothing to do with how much money I am, how wealthy I am, how well I'm doing. It has to do with my dating relationship to a woman named Debt. Yeah. That's it. How That's much it. how much of it you use, how much debt you use, how much debt you have, uh, how long you've had your debt, how many lines of debt, like it's debt, 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 debt. That's it. So think of it this way. What if um I don't know, what what's one of the apps that like the swipe right la- apps? Tinder. Let's say Tinder. Tinder has a dateability score. And the whole country is obsessed with making sure you have a great dateability score and then you get married. And they're like, well, if you don't keep logging in here, your dateability score is going to go down. And you're if, like, what do I care? I, I don't care. I'm married. Like, I've committed to this person. Very similar thing. Oh, that's such a good analogy. Like, if, it, it, like the debt people are like, if you if you don't keep borrowing from us, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna take your number down and we're gonna give you a zero. Mm-hmm. We all remember getting in trouble when we got zeros. Mm-hmm. So we don't want a zero. It's like I just I'm just I'm just out of this game. Yeah, I'm not playing this game with y'all anymore. And the bank wants your money. The mortgage mm-hmm. company wants your money, and so they're going to ask for a couple more pieces of paper and a couple more bills, and yep. they're going to go, "Oh, you're super doing great. Yeah. You're actually responsible. Come on in." And, and, and I love that you framed it up like that because at the end of the day, this whole game is set up on the idea that you can't make it on your own. You're too stupid. You're too broke. You're yeah. too poor. You can't make it on your That's own. Right. You need us, and so we're going to score you based on only us, <laughs> which is crazy. And so the, the young lady who called in, she was like, you know, we're, we're doing this plan. You know, we're committed, but what happens when it's time to buy a house? And I was telling her, yeah, so when the time comes, your credit score goes to zero. And if you want to buy a house, you 100% can. I'm telling you that because I did it. I know, John, you did it. I bought a house. George just bought one. George did it. With zero credit score of zero. My score wasn't zero, but his was zero. Yeah, mine was zero. Took took some extra paper. Yeah. And and again, sometimes I hear the peanut gallery. They're like, well, of course you guys did. You work for Ramsey. I'm sure you just went in there and they did it for you. No, I did it before I worked for Ramsey. So normal people can just go in there (laughs) and you get a manually. It's a manual underwriting. Manual means you do the work. Like there's no automation there, right? So it means they get all of your paperwork. They want to actually see your, if you have a small business, they want to see your tax returns. They want to see your pay stubs. They want to see what you're earning. They want to see if you've been earning that for a while. They want to see all of your actual numbers and actual money, not just relationship to debt. And then they're going to say, okay, based on this, you know, here's the mortgage that you qualify for. And for me, John, I think that's, I have way more, um, that makes me feel way better than a rocket mortgage that you can do during halftime at the football game and just type in your stuff. Oh, I got approved. They don't know. They don't know what money you don't have. Why would I ever want to get approved for a rocket mortgage? They'll loan you as much. I mean, a monkey could do that. Like anybody could just go, well, you put your name and your social security number approved. Like basically... That's all it They're is. Run your credit, see what you owe. Yeah, but with yeah. yeah, with no credit, it's absolutely possible. Not only is it, I almost hate to say the word possible because that makes people think that there's part of it that might not be possible. It's normal. Like it's not just possible. It's it is what it is. Like it's normal. It's an everyday thing. You can just go and do it. The problem is nobody talks about it. We're probably the only people out there talking about getting a zero credit score mortgage with manual underwriting. But it does exist. Matter of fact, Churchill Mortgage is one of the companies that we use uh, for that and that we're always going to 
put towards you. And I love Churchill Mortgage. They've been amazing. We bought two houses through them. And that's the way this thing works, guys. When you commit to the process, this is how it works. You're committing. It's like it's like John said, you're married. I'm, I'm, I'm opting out of the game. Just and opt out. I always want to go back to solve for freedom. I'm not going to let some third-party company or three three-party companies mm -hmm. tell me my worthiness. Yeah. I'm not going to cash out my integrity and cash out my autonomy to people I don't know saying, well, we've run the numbers. You're a 640. <laughs> I'm just not going to play the game. I'm not going to yeah. play the game. And by yeah. the way, it took me and my wife a decade. It yeah. took a long time to to scratch and claw and fall down and fail and take out another stupid loan and have mm. to get back on the way. It took a long time. It's not like, oh, it must be nice. No, 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 no. Like, we got a lot of blood in the street on this one. Mm -hmm. But man... And but usually man. when you, and, and for those listening, usually when you pay off that last debt, like you owe nobody anything else, it usually takes about a year or yeah, about 12 months to see your credit score go down to absolute zero. Mm -hmm. If you completely stop borrowing money. And here's the thing, if you dilly dally with this and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep that one credit card open, it's never going to go to zero. You're just going to have a bad credit score. And then when you try to go buy a house, you're going to run into problems because it's got to be good or it's got to be zero. It can't be, yeah, but I'm gonna keep this credit card open and then you're gonna end up with a four, you know, 420 <laughs> credit score and you're not gonna be able to get anything. So it's all or nothing on this. And John, just to keep it, just to keep it 100% real, like let's, let's shoot people straight on this. What's the, what have you run into in real life having a no credit? Like what, have you run into any difficulties? Have you ever come up on a, a time where it's like, oh, these people are jacking me because I don't have credit. Like, have you ever had anything that it's like, ugh? The only thing that's ever happened to me is I one time, and I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. I went to um, rent a car. Yeah. And they were annoying about it. And I literally walked away from that counter and I walked into another room and said, will you guys take my money? I have an ATM card and they were, or debit card. And they were like, started laughing and within four minutes I had a car and they're yeah. like, see you later. Yeah. And so that's the one time, the one time. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I, I remember one time I did get charged. I, it was a rental car and they gave me issues. And I think in the end they ended up almost doing like a, like a deposit times two to hold it. Gotcha. And it's like, okay, yeah. So whatever, I have the money. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that when you do go to zero credit score, no credit cards, that's probably the extent of it. You know, maybe when you go to buy an apartment, because a lot of times they want to check your credit for an apartment. Oh, I, bought some, I bought, you know what? I bought some kayaks this summer for me and my family, and I had to call my bank and let them know I'm yeah. about to make a big swipe on this debit card, mm -hmm. just so y'all know. And um, they're like, great. But I mean, it, it was a phone call. I mean, good exactly. Grief. Good grief. Look, when we went to buy our ca our car in cash, that gave me a little bit of a hassle because you know they get they get a kickback on the financing, mm -hmm. and it was to the point where they're like, you could just finance a thousand of it even you know, and paid off. And I was like, no. And then when I finally wrote them the check, they, you know, it was like, they're just running around. Like, we don't know what to do with this check. Can we cash it? Da, 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 da. We have to call your bank. Like they made it the most, they made it seem like the most difficult process ever mm. all in an, in an attempt to make me change my mind. Gotcha. So a lot of it's just hoopla yeah. because there's money on the other side of financing. There's money on the other side of debt and they want that. But the key is don't be swayed by that. When you walk in, you know the power of money. There's power in cold, hard cash. And if, when and you if, just hey, slide it on if over If a company there, doesn't want to take my cash, then that's great. Y'all have a great week. I'm going to go do business somewhere else. That's fine. I know. That's right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lose a second of sleep over it. I'm going to move on, right. man. Life's so, too short. 
it turns out that you can exist in the world today with actual money. Who knew? That does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, uh, where we help people build wealth. We help them do work that they love and build actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I'm joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls all hour. Uh, Give us a call. The number is there, 888-825-5225. I've been saying it for the last three hours, and I'm going to keep saying it, John. Your book. It's out into the wild today. We've let it out of the cage. That's right. So I'm really excited. The book is called Building a Non-Anxious Life, and uh, it's been on pre-sale for the past several weeks, and now it's just... Is out there in all its glory, and you're just going to have to buy it. <laughs> in all its glory. <laughs> Where can they get the book, John? Anywhere you buy books. You can go to RamseySolutions.com, JohnDeloney.com, but also Target and Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and Amazon everywhere. That I'm shook. Did you go see it in Target? Can you go see I it? I haven't been there yet. We're going to we're gonna swing by and go take some pictures just because it's surreal. That right? it's is. Weird. I'm going to go do that, and it's not even my face. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's good. I'm I'm excited about this. I think it's going to help lots and lots of folks. You should feel very, very proud, John. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Well, we are taking calls. Um, I'm kind of the money person here today, and John is the mental health and wellness, and he knows the money stuff as well. So give us a call. We'd be happy to help you out. In the meantime, we're going to go to Amanda. She's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Amanda? Hi, Jade and John. Dr. John, it's nice to meet. It's nice to talk to you guys. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I had a call regarding um, an adult child uh, coming back to live at home. Um, our oldest son um, did some time in the military, came home after about five years, no issues with any like PTSD or anything like that. Um, but he's been home now for about six months, and we know we knew that he was in a good bit of debt when he came home. So we told him, you know, um, just take some time, get your life together, get some things established, um, and then just kind of create a plan as to what you want your future to be now post-military. Um, it's been over six months now, and we, we haven't seen any progress. Um, we've actually seen the opposite, where we've seen him go further into debt. Um, he hasn't really been able to keep a steady job. Um, he's been home for six months, and has gone through, I think, three jobs already, two girlfriends, um, doesn't really seem to help out around the house or contribute to anything, um, and just kind of seems to be floating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what we should do as parents to help encourage him. I know that he's an adult, and I want to keep our relationship good, um, but I'm not quite sure where to go or what to do from here. Whew, there's a couple of things here. One, you started the call by saying he doesn't have fill-in-the-blank. He doesn't have PTSD. He doesn't have stuff from the military. He just came home. And then mm-hmm. you're what you're just describing somebody who's slowly decompensating right in front of us, right? The same guy who accomplished all these things, did all these things is slowly burning through romantic relationships. He can't keep a job. That doesn't sound like your son, right? Well, he, here's the thing. He was like that before. So when he graduated okay, high school, okay. We gave, yeah, he was like that before. When he graduated high school, we basically gave him a year to figure out what he wanted to do. Um, and there again, he wasn't keeping a job. He was going from relationship to relationship, job to job. Okay, you know why? And we basically, you know why? I, I don't. I, I can tell you. Um, my, he's one of my good buddies, Dr. Henry Cloud, um, who wrote the book Boundaries. <sighs> he says it best. The reason your kid, your son, this boy that you love, isn't doing anything because he doesn't have to. 
Right. He's yeah. never had to because right. your picture of, I don't want to hurt our relationship is, is I don't want to do anything that makes my son not like me. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. those are two opposing things. A parent is often going to spend significant amount of time not being liked by their kid. And my goal isn't right. to be liked by my kid. My goal is to raise mm-hmm. an amazing man. And right, I want yeah. I want that 35-year-old version of my son, that 30-year-old man version of my son, I want him to like his dad. And that mm-hmm. means the same way I look back and I not only like, I love Coach Zoe Simpson, who pushed me as a high school kid further than I ever thought I could go. And I accomplished things on the track under his leadership lessons I still use today mm-hmm. and I love him for that at the time whew, I said some things about coach Simpson because he's making me run in that Texas heat right so um, the, the way Henry Cloud says it and it's, he says it tongue-in-cheek but he's serious is your son's gonna have to get some problems mm-hmm, he's right. gonna have to get a very clear set of boundaries you will be out of my home by this time we love you so it's okay it's okay for us to give him an exit date. It's like not. Exit, it's not only okay. You must. It's, it's. It's not loving him. You're watching your son flounder. Like right. The, yeah. What you're doing yeah. is not working. And he's yeah. going to cuss you. He's going to be pissed. He's going to say, "Oh, I needed you. This is how you treat me." And you have to say, "Hey, uh, here, here's honestly, if I'm in your situation, here's how I would do it. You don't have to do it this way, but I would sit down and take my adult son, who's done some pretty amazing things for himself." And for his mm-hmm. team and for his country, I would take him out and say, hey, um, I went about this the wrong way. And I was mm-hmm. really um, trying to build a relationship with you. And in so doing, I abdicated some of my parent responsibilities, which is um, I never made you fly. I never pushed you out mm-hmm. of the nest. And so you got real comfortable here. And I like you here. You like being here, but it's not the best thing for you or for us. And so... At this date, right. you're out. Mm. You're out. Okay. Oh, and you're gonna make me homeless. Change. Oh, you're gonna make me homeless. You're gonna. No, 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 no. That's a choice you're making. It's a choice mm-hmm. you're making. And if the son reacts like that, John, is that his own fears? Is that is that truly anger, or is he afraid? Oh, it's gonna be terror because for his entire life, he hasn't had to do this. That's why I think I do think it's fair. And I know there's some parents that are like, "All right, I'm just gonna start flexing." That's that's not appropriate because. It's a bait and switch. You've treated him differently his whole life. But I think it's fair to set it up and say, in 90 days, our door, we're going to change locks. Mm-hmm. In 90 days, it's time for you to go. You got 90 days okay. to get a job. You have to keep going to that job every day because we're not paying any of your bills. Zero. Not cell phone, not car insurance. Zero. You're a grown man. Period. Right. Yeah. And, oh, I, so I'm going to start, it's you'll be your fault if I, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. And if he needs to get additional resources for some mental health challenges he's not telling you about, cool. Then you can sit with him at the kitchen table and mm. be with him as he begins to do the research on those things. Now, John, okay. correct me if I'm wrong. And Amanda, I, let me tell you what helps me in this situation. Whenever I don't let my kids do for themselves what I know they can do and I want to come in and swoop in, for me, I've started to realize every time I do that, it's letting them know I don't have confidence in them. Yeah, I don't believe in you. I don't believe right. in you. I don't think you can so do this on your own. So of course you shouldn't own. believe in yourself. Yes. Because I don't. Because that's the, I, I'll, I'll, you think you're helping, but ultimately that's the message you're sending right. is you can't. Right. Can I, I can I ask you a hard, hard question, Amanda? Oh, of course, yes. <sighs> well, I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I just want you to think through this. It's very common for parents doing the best they can getting their self-worth, their identity that my boy is home. Mm 
that he's here under my under my wing. I'm still going to look after him, still going to take care of him. And I want you to really internalize this. You cannot use your son to prop up your identity. So his separation, him moving out and heading off into the world is going to require you to also do some work and ask yourself, well, who am I going to be now that my little boy is a grown man? This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition is now here. I believe the success of this book is all about the hero stories, people who felt overwhelmed and stuck until they found the least complicated money book they ever read and learned how to work the plan and actually build wealth. Go to RamseySolutions.com store to get the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition and become one of the new Total Money Makeover heroes. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is John Deloney. We're taking your calls for the next several minutes, at least. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we will chop it up. We will try to give you the best possible advice about whatever it is you're facing, whether that be in your money, in your marriage, in your relationships, maybe even in your career. Give us a call. We'd love to do our very best for you. Uh, Let's go to Aaron in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi. Hey, how are you, Erin? Good, how are you? Doing great. How can we help today? So, um, I've been working on the baby steps over the past few years. Um, I started kind of right before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a nurse, so things kind of got pretty crazy during all of that. Um, (laughs) But... I started off, you know, at that time I had about $30,000 in debt, mm-hmm. um, and I'm down to a, just that 10000 So I paid off a pretty good chunk. Um, I'm a single mom, and I've, you know, been a, on my own with him for six years now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, receive any child support or anything like that. Um, it's just me and him. And so I was wondering... If somebody has like a big purchase, that's something that they need to do and they're like following your plan and not having credit cards and stuff. Um, I'm like just scraping by, so I don't have a ton of extra that I can invest in like attorneys and stuff to try and get child support and get help. Mm -hmm. How do we like go about paying for something like that if we don't have credit cards? Are you scraping by because your nursing job isn't paying enough or because you're throwing every last penny towards your debt? Um, because, well, I've kind of put paying off the debt stuff on hold because all I have left is the student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's going to be starting due now, but just scraping by just because, um, I guess the time that I can work is when my son's at school. So I can't, earn a whole lot of extra um well hold on is that what are you earning what do you earn every month so i bring home about two thousand five hundred a month yeah that's not even here's the deal you're gonna have to hire some childcare for a season Mm-hmm. because you're not doing that and you think you're helping your son by having him with his mom all the time he's not in school but at the same time, your son is absorbing 
the tension mm-hmm. of his mom who cannot breathe. Yeah. Right? And so if you yeah. took six months and hired a daycare center, which mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do, but they picked him up after school and he stayed and played and you took six months and you worked like mad, mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. every shift you could, invited a mm-hmm. family member over to stay with you in the evening and worked every shift you could in six months, you'd have enough money to hire mm-hmm. an attorney. You'd have enough mm-hmm. money. You'd be done with this $10,000 nonsense. Yeah. I can't think of a better job to have right now than a nurse when I talk when I'm thinking about mobility, when I think about able to go get extra shifts mm-hmm. and to make money right now. I know that's right. You're yeah. sitting on a lottery ticket and if that sounds like you're paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does feel like I am. Um How old is your I'm, How old's your son? He, he's 7. Yeah. He's 7. So he's in second grade um and you know, I do I do get help from my parents watching him so that I can work. Um, so but I guess. So what ahead. you're saying, um, and I'm not trying to stick it to you, but you just solved your problem uh, earlier. You said, well, I can't work the way I need to because I've got to be home, but you've got yeah. your parents there. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be hard on you, but I kind of feel like you're looking for an excuse to not do this. And mm-hmm. it seems hard and it will be hard, but it will be so worth it to get out of this and, and, and get the money that you need for a lawyer so that you can start having this money come in. But I mean, John and I talk about it all the time. There is going to be a sacrifice to, to yeah. in order to make this happen. Do you see that? Yeah. And but I it's guess, in your favor. Um, yeah. And I, I, I can see that. I guess my resistance to working extra is just because of, I mean, the stress of. Well, let's play that out. And, you know, everything. But you're stressed. Is. You're stressed right now. Yeah, let's play that yeah. out. Let's pretend like <laughs> let's pretend you do it your way. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow looks the same, the next day looks the same, and you're just getting more and more stressed. There's no solution if we do it your way, right? Yeah. You just keep making twenty five hundred, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're just living on a prayer, hoping nothing goes wrong. You're not getting any child support that you and the and your son deserve. So yeah. if we play it your way, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. It only gets worse. Yeah, and then the. Where people get trapped is you find yourself in the situation. It's scary and it's hard. And then you go sign up with a lawyer and they put you on a payment plan. And now you're mm-hmm. right back in the hole. Right. And that's definitely something I don't want to do. No. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about six months to change the rest of you and your son's life. Mm-hmm. Six months. And I'd sit down with my parents and say, mm-hmm. Can we make an agreement for six months? I've got to. I've got to just slam the other side of this teeter totter and get me out of this mess. Would you all yeah. commit to picking up my son every day after school? Because I'm going to drop him off. I want to be mom in the morning. I'm going to drop him off, and I'm going to work doubles mm-hmm. for the next six mm-hmm. months. And every minute I'm not at home when I could be with my son, I'm going to remind myself that this never happens again in mm-hmm. my family and in his. And then you know yeah. what? He's going to be eight, and I'll have mostly mm-hmm. forgotten about it. Yeah. He'll mostly forgotten about yeah. it, but he will know every time mom picks him up, she is laughing her head off. Mm-hmm. She's smiling. She Her heartbeat yeah. isn't going 120 miles an hour. And then y'all go to court mm-hmm. and you can smile and you get the child care or child support that you mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah. And it, but we're talking six months and it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun. It's going to be awful. And quite honestly, has he become your, um, he's become your safe space after all this, hasn't he? 
What do you mean, safe space? I mean, often after a contentious divorce where dad just disappears or a single mom, that that mm-hmm. little boy can become your whole world. And it might be as painful for you to work that double as it is for your perception of what he's going to be experiencing without mom. Hmm. I it's, see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? So I want to assure you, if your parents are safe and good, he's going to have a blast with them. Will he miss his mom? Oh, no question about it. But you're going to yeah. have a hard time too. And I want that to just be the fuel mm. in your jet engine to get out of this mess once and for all. Yeah, get the gazelle intensity back and get back into it. And I think personally, um, you're going to find yourself in week one exhausted. Week two, almost crippling exhausted. And then week three mm-hmm. and week four, you're going to find the new energy you didn't know you had. And you're going to start serving those patients who are coming in, looking to you for help. You're going to start standing a little bit mm-hmm. taller. You're going to get that 10 grand knocked out. You're going to have 10 grand in the bank. And you're going to tell mm-hmm. your supervisor, I'll take any shift you got. I'm, I'm going to take any yeah. shift you got. And all of a sudden, um, you're, you're going to start walking taller, right? It's these little mm-hmm. bitty wins over time. Right now, you've got no little wins. And it just feels like everything's compressed on top of you, like one of those heavy anxiety blankets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd sit down with my mom and dad and I'd have a hard conversation. Not a hard. It sounds like they're awesome. Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to need you. I'm so yeah. blessed and fortunate to have you all in town because Jade and I talked to God knows how many people who call and say, hey, I got nobody. Um, but you're you're right there. And let's just hammer this thing out. Is it going to be pleasant, fun? No, it's going to be awful. And it will change everything. Wow. That's something. But we talk about that a lot. Man, there's, oh, there's the sacrifice part. And this isn't just the debt part. This is... She got left high and dry. She did. She did. But there's part of me that's like, I, and maybe you can fill in the gap, but we're so focused on what people remember mentally. We we forget about what they remember in their body. And their bodies remember. That's right. And so often mom and dad say, I can't miss any games mm-hmm. because they're going to remember I was absent. Yeah. And I'm going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That kid's going to remember that you weren't safe uh-huh. because every minute you were around, your it body was stressed. Was stressed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the, the short-term sacrifice, even if it's two or three years, mm-hmm. That six and seven-year-old is going to turn into a 13 and 14-year-old that loves having a safe place to land. Let's Mm -hmm. aim for that. And especially when, not by her hand, but in her lap. She Mm -hmm. didn't run this guy off. He left. So now she's got to pick up the pieces. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. So good. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. All right, all right. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. Jade W. Jade H. Warshaw. Joined by John... R. Deloney. So this is the time where we tell America our middle names. Nope. All right, fine. I guess you'll never know. We're taking your calls... (laughs) For the next hour or so, it's the number is... That's my middle name is Dennis. Is it Dennis? No, not really. Oh, but. okay. Then I'm not telling mine until you tell yours. 888-825-5225 is it's the number. all I have left, Jade. It's the only privacy I got left. Well, now we can let people go into the comments and take their best guess Somebody again. Somebody on Reddit's already posted it. It's fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, don't get into yeah. 
middle middle initial H is all I'm saying. So do your best. All right. We'll take your calls. We'll talk about your life and your money. Uh, but before we do, today's Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly your hub for home services. Now that the kids are back in school, let Neighborly help you get things spruced up. They're the best place to find home services like Molly Maid, Mr. Handyman, and more. Start your search for local experts and download the Neighborly app today. I'll be doing that. All right, today's question comes from Melody in Iowa. I'm conflicted on what to do with my properties after I die. I have two children. My son is an alcohol drug addict, and most likely has some mental illness challenges. My daughter is married, has a great husband and two children. Currently, she has asked me not to be a part of her family. I divorced, I divorced their father about 15 years ago, and I'm now happily married for eight years to a wonderful man. My plan was to leave my rental properties to my children, and that is my dilemma. I don't feel that I want to leave them anything. I'd like to know your thoughts, both ethical and financial. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Ooh, that's a mess. Yeah. That is a mess. I'm like looking through it again. Um, so here's a couple of things that stuck out at me. Number one, daughter has said, I don't want you to be a part of my family. Mm-hmm. Mom retold that story mm-hmm. and stuck in the word currently, mm-hmm. which means she's still holding out hope. Mm-hmm. She's hoping that this thing circles back um, and that her daughter forgives her. I always like parents to live in, I like all everybody to... Live in reality. Choose reality. Your daughter's opted out. Yes. She said, I'm out. Um, then there's the son. The son. Who's, who's an alcoholic. Who's struggling with all sorts of addiction. It sounds like there was some significant challenges in this family. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I, what comes across to me immediately is just because someone is family doesn't make them, uh, doesn't mean they necessarily get all your stuff. Right. And that's number one. Stuff cannot duct tape over Mm -hmm. a whole life of family trauma. No. For whatever that might be. Right. And so there's thing two and thing three is like, yeah, don't the one who's an addict, don't leave them anything that they can sell to further their addiction. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't contribute to this, their struggles. Right. Yeah. Um, She says, I don't feel that I want to leave them anything. And that's my dilemma. And I actually don't buy that because I don't think they'd be right. I don't think she'd be right. I think she wants to leave them something, but doesn't feel like she can. Uh, And I think that's funny. I interpreted it as she doesn't want to leave them anything. And I think that she's beating herself up as like, oh, you're a bad mom or you're you're a bad parent. Like you have this and you're not going to leave it to him. She never says what everything's worth. Um, Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if that matters. I like the, I like the philosophical idea of this. So let's, I'll I'll give what I think and then you okay. pitch in what you think. I I think that um, all parents need to go back to this idea that they have there's n- there's no right thing to do with their money. Nobody has automatic right to your money. No. You get to choose what you do with that money. That's, That's right. number one. So get a, get away. Get rid of the I have to pass this. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. The second thing is. Um, be very leery of contributing to somebody who you know is struggling mm-hmm. and sometimes a million dollars in cash or a million dollars in property can be a millstone around somebody's neck. They're going to That's drown, also true. Yep. Right? Number three, if one of your kids says, I don't want you in my life, mm-hmm. they know you have properties and it's not worth the money. They want you, you left 
their dad. And so as far as they're concerned, you left me too. Mm-hmm. You have to live in that reality, which says you now have to decide who, who you're going to leave these properties to. You're going to sell them. You're going to cash them out. You want to put them in a trust just in case. Yeah. You want to leave them to a friend. There's any number of things, but I think you have to own that reality. I'm not going to contribute to one of my children who's struggling by giving them additional responsibilities and financial resources without the proper support. And I'm not going to give this other kid who's left me, like has divorced me yes. as much as a kid can. I'm not going to give them stuff. They don't want anything to do with me. They've left me. Yeah. Right. And so I'm going to have to come up with somebody else or something else to give this money to. I agree. I, no, John, I agree with a lot of what you said. And the only thing I would tag on to that is just this idea of, in her own words, she's like, I don't really want to give them this stuff, but maybe I should. And my brain goes to let, like, being a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And if your heart is not like, I want to do this, I feel compelled to do this, um, I'm as opposed to just doing it out of obligation. It's almost like if you're giving out of obligation, if you're giving because you feel like people are going to judge you if you don't or whatever that thing, even in your passing, don't do it. Mm. Like, I feel like your heart should be in the right place. It should be something that you want to do that you feel good about doing. Obviously not to the son who's the addict, but even to the other child. And that's clearly, that piece is clearly not there. It's like, eh, take it or leave it. And so something I might do is I might, um, I have a buddy, several men that I trust in my life that are that I've been friends with for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I might leave them this and say, if and when my son cleans up, mm-hmm. I want you to figure out a way to move this on. Yeah. Um, if and when my daughter comes back and shows up at my funeral and says, oh my gosh, I miss my mom. Let's consider that. Yeah. That's just an idea. It's a great idea. Or it might be, nope, I'm moving on. I think it's a great idea. I think sometimes people kind of lock themselves in as it's either this or that. Right. But I'm with a trust, you can you could put so many stipulations in there and things that have to take place on down the line. And I like that. Um, there's a lot of control there. But in this case, yeah, it, it kind of needs a lot of control. Unless she's just like, look, here's, there's, here's a couple of charities that I've always loved and respected. I'm just going to put this money here or my local church or, you know, you have options. It doesn't have to just go to your family member and their kids, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I'll go there's find options. a single mom who's struggling to make ends meet and yeah. I'm going to gift her a house before I pass away. Like whatever, mm-hmm. what, it, mm-hmm. it could be any number of things, but this idea, I don't feel like it. Okay. Then make your choices and move on. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say if you're not able to, let me go back again. If she's not able to have a conversation with them, especially mm-hmm. the daughter specifically and say, here's what I'm planning to do. Yes or no. I, that's your answer. Yeah. That's, that's your, your answer. answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that daughter took that financial um, insight into her equation. And she oh, said, yeah. my relationship with you isn't worth these houses. I'm out. These yeah. properties. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot, lot going on here. And I'm yeah. sorry about that. But the- I've seen it time and time again where parents with some sort of assets to leave mm-hmm. hold that over the kids. Oh, heck yes. And it doesn't surprise me that kids are like, I'm out. Oh yeah, that's that's the parent that says, "Oh, you did that. You're out of the will." Right. You know, it's like they can't wait to say, "You're dead to me," exactly. and it's over. And it's like, okay, well, and then you, you you play your cards right, and it's like, well, you're back in the will again, and you're like, um, okay, yeah. yeah you definitely. I, I'm not opposed to having certain things that should be in place. Like, obviously, you're not going to be an addict, an addict, and get money, but at the same time, it shouldn't be used as a weapon. Right. 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 You know, that's a big part of this. So. The bigger teaching here, kids, is 
love your family well. <laughs> That's number one. And uh, make sure you've got a will. Yeah. Make sure you talk to your family about your will. If you've got little kids, you probably, if you've got little kids or if you've got just a major net worth, you probably need a trust as well because a will is not going to do it. If you've got little ones at the house, you need to make sure you've got a trust so that you can say when they get what. You don't want an 18-year-old to get $2 million instantly, right? I mean, it'd and be kind of cool, but no, it'd be a disaster. It'd be a disaster. I did not make good choices with the $100 my parents sent me when I was 18. <laughs> I would not have made good choices with $2 million. Wow. Have you ever inherited money? I never have. Mm-mm. I never have. No. I've had a few family members pass along a gift, but no, I've never I've never inherited a dime. Wow. That's my biggest goal. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Mm. And that's how it goes. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for listening. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. Thanks for hanging with us. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. Uh, scripture and quote of the day. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Self-control, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, John Wooden says, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? Hey, that's something good to think about. I love that. Uh, 888-825-5225 is the number. Tara, or Tara, is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Which one is it? Hey, it's Tara. Tara. I always try to make it slightly more bougie. I'm sorry. Tara <laughs> Tara makes way more sense phonetically as well. So there you have it. How can we help today? Hello, Tara. Tara. I'm okay Good with Tara too. That's fine. I, I can be bougie. <laughs> yes, be um, bougie. But... <laughs> hey, um, my husband and I are working at the um, baby step number two right now. Uh-huh. Um, this time next year, we should be completely debt-free aside from our mortgage. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, we're excited. Um, but my husband actually has an opportunity with his work, uh, to move to Spain, uh, this time next year as well. Um, yeah. And while we're there, um, his company would be, or his job would be paying for our housing. Um, so we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't have to really pay for housing and we wouldn't have, um, but I guess the question is, the mortgage, should we, does it make sense to have somebody rent our home while we're gone, knowing that we're only going to be there for two to three years? Uh, we do love our home. We love the area that we're in. Uh, so so we do want to come back to it, but also it kind of makes sense to also just sell our home, be completely mm-hmm. debt-free, and then yeah. put that equity that we have in our home to work while we're in Spain. Um and come back and, and just purchase a new home when we actually do come back. Yeah, because here's the thing. There's a couple reasons why I would go with your latter response. Number one is, you know, you said it's a year. Is it exactly one year? It, it would actually be two to three years. Oh, girl, yes. Sell the house. Number one, you'll be completely debt-free, like you said. And the next part of this, it's a little bit more kind of out there, but when you go abroad, it changes you. And if you're going to be doing that for two to three years, when you come back, if you come back, you're going to be completely different people with a completely different life, with completely different everything. And it's going to feel weird to move back into a house that you've had renters in or Airbnb in or whatever you've had in there. They've been Mm -hmm. using your bathroom. They've been, you know, walking on your carpet 
and you're like, oh, we just had a whole life in Spain. And and then you're just kind of coming back to this old thing. You know, I think that it would be really exciting for you to sell the house, be completely debt free. You're in Spain. You've got the housing allowance. You can save up money. You can come back and have this whole new life for this whole new family that you've become. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that does make complete sense. And listen to this, um, Tara Tara. Tara 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 Tara. <laughs> Three years ago, I was minding my business as a dean of students at my dream university. Mm. And I just happened to give a talk to a bunch of parents and students and an executive vice president of a company was in there dropping her daughter off and every single part of my life is different now. Where I live, what I do, the industry I work in, my financial situation, every part of my life is different. Mm. And so the question we like to ask here is, would you move to another country and then get online and buy rental property in Salt Lake City and rent it out to strangers? Absolutely not. Yeah, it would be insane. (laughs) I would love the idea of you guys going to another country debt-free and just absorbing every bit of beauty that Spain has to offer. Oh, yeah. I have friends there right now with their daughter, and it's like I am just writhing in jealousy as I look at their pictures. (laughs) It's amazing. It's so funny. You can go there completely untethered. Yeah. Tara, Tara, look, I'll tell you what. When my husband and I moved from South Florida here to Nashville to take this job, we, we left, you know, we sold our house, and it was kind of painful. I mean, I was excited to move here, but we had gotten that house perfectly renovated. It was exactly the way we wanted. And part of me had wished like, man, I wish we could hold on to this house and like rent it out. And then whenever we come to South Florida, we could have it and it's there. Like I had this thing in my mind. And so of course we didn't do that. We sold it, moved here. And a couple months later, went back to South Florida, drove by the house. Renters had been in it because whoever bought it just rented it right out. And immediately, immediately, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's not our house anymore. Like it had already taken on the identity of the people who were renting. And mm-hmm. I had already in the six months that I'd been here at Ramsey, I had already shifted into another mindset. And so going back, it was like, oh, wow, that's not our life anymore. We don't live there anymore. Yeah. Um, they did something funny with the lawn. And, you know, all those things, they start to add up. So I truly think that... Um, your life is going to change. And I think that you're going to be so grateful that you sold this house, you became debt free. And then like John said, you're untethered. If you want to stay a little bit longer in Spain, who cares? Or he'll get an opportunity and y'all go move to the Netherlands or you'll end up in Seattle. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that is my big thing is like we, we did buy the home and we fixed it up just the way we wanted it. Yeah. We have these these plans in the future that we're like, Oh, you know, when we have debt free, we're also going to do this, this and this. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, completely changed and i just feel so emotionally still attached to the home that i'm yeah it's hard to let go of that yeah it is and you're going to get wrapped up in the fear of moving abroad there's a lot of unknowns Mm -hmm. and even if you're super excited there's just a ton of unknowns and sometimes our unknowns look around our environment and just latch onto a thing Mm. and it becomes all about that thing that's really not the issue really it's our bodies going i'm super freaked out and kind of nervous then you should be kind of weirded out to move to spain right yeah right that's good that's part of it be uncomfortable and go have fun and by the way three years from now We'll have been through a presidential election. We'll be on the eve of a Senate election. You know what's gonna the world's gonna look like? Nobody knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, 
thank you for the the call, Tara Tara, and thank you for letting us have fun with your name, even though your name is Tara, which is better than Tara. What say you, John? Unless your name Tara, then you might think that name's better than Tara. There, there's no Taras. I think I might have made that up. I think there's a Tara. Well, if your name's Tara, you're awesome, and <laughs> you are not the person who called in the show today. <laughs> All right, uh, John Deloney, do we want to take one more call, or do you want to just want to chop it up here? We think James, we got time. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go out to do Josh. It. Josh, Orlando, Florida. What's going on? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll be quick to the point. Um, so I make 83k a year, and I'm living paycheck to paycheck. How? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, solve any any you know debt i have possible and the biggest uh headache i have is i have a auto loan to where i'm about fifteen thousand negative equity shoot and i wanted to figure out i wanted to find out how do i handle that negative equity and still uh get into another vehicle well how much how much is the car how much do you owe on the car well the total loan itself is about thirty one thousand. and and what's it worth if you were to sell it uh it's about 16 to 17k um Honestly, in that type of situation, I'd probably grunt it out and pay it off. Yeah, write it out. I'd write it out because thirty-one thousand—it's—it's—it's it's not more than half of your take-home pay. Which is, you know, what we do is we look at your annual salary, and if we feel like more, you, you have half or more tied up in vehicles, we definitely tell you to get out of it. At this point, you're okay, um, and it sucks because you're in debt and you have to make the payments. But because you're literally half upside down. I, I wouldn't even go through the trouble. Um, I just grit, you know, grunt it out. What else do you have to pay off? Um, I got forty two hundred in a credit card, and that's it. But the biggest thing is, is that my car payment is about five hundred, yeah. and that's the killer. So my, uh, I can save about five hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to save, trying to save more, but I'm, I'm trying to look for a way to lower my car payment. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you did get into something. You're gonna have to work more. You're gonna have Here's to the, get after it. You're gonna have to pay the piper. <laughs> You rolled negative I equity. Two, I have two, two and a half jobs yes. already. But then, then that means they might not make enough money. If you're working two and a half jobs and you're still not getting there, one of the jobs needs to earn more money. Like we need to be making more than $20 an hour for sure on the side hustle. And that might mean I'm working the night shift throwing boxes. And does anybody want to do that? No, it's tough, tough, tough work. Yeah. That's from, not, That might be where the money is. Yeah. You can tell me you won't do it, but don't tell me you can't do it. That does it for this hour. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.